That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Last year, Mike did a story and had to explain why his name is Joe Shiesty. And I thought, here's Mike Catalana talking about Joe Shiesty. This is this is the content that people come to Buffalo Plus for. Buffalo Plus podcast brought to you by Connors All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, we're going to talk Bills, Bengals, this matchup, big time matchup, Sunday night football, these two teams meeting again. Uh, a lot to discuss about this Bengals team, where they're at, where the Bills are at and how we think Sunday night will go. So, Mike, I want to start with you because we know so much about this Bills team, but if you have been kind of watching from far away, the Bengals didn't have a great start to the year, but it seems like Joe Burrow's calf is moving in the right direction, and this team, they've won three in a row. What do you think about this group heading as they go and host the Bills on Sunday? You know what, Jenna? Sometimes when you see a team that gets hot a little bit, you can dismiss it in the NFL because that can happen. But when you see a team that's had the success the Bengals have had get hot, you feel like they've found that gear where they belong. I talked to Dan Horde, the play-by-play guy at the Bengals, and he told me it's as simple as Joe Burrow, you just said it, being able to move. He said he was a statue for three weeks, and they just couldn't get anything done offensively. And then he started to come back and started to come back. And, you know, Jamar Chase is playing great, and the offense is moving. The defense is turning people over. Look, it's November. This is when you want to start playing your best. And with Burrow playing that way, um, Dan, what do I say? It's not just who you play, it's when you play them. The Bills are catching the Bengals when they're playing their best. Yeah, we asked some of the defensive backs because, you know, we talked about the DeMar thing, which we can get into, but the fact of this is going to be the most potent offense the bills have faced with the wide receiving core and joe burrow and all of those things and we asked dane jackson like what looks different like what looks different from the first five weeks compared to the last two to three weeks and he said chemistry and i give us credit you know the in the media scrum we asked him like well how can you see chemistry on film like like that's what he mean and he goes it's timing it's the fact that like Things are clicking again. Like they do things, they're doing things again that they did before when everything was going well. So it, it that's that dangerous level of Burroughs healthy, confidence, chemistry, all of those things. And Mike, like to your point, like this isn't a 
up and coming team that is playing good football. Like this is a Super Bowl caliber team that is playing like how they're supposed to play. Those first few weeks, Burrow injured, defense looked horrendous, couldn't do anything offensively. This is who the Bengals are. This is what drives Brandon being nuts, is that this the way that this team is constructed makes them constantly dangerous to get hot and play at this caliber. I think with this team too, with the Bengals, when they were playing so poorly early on, you you always had the inclination that like they will figure it out. They will figure it out. They'll get it together. And I think you see with Joe Burrow becoming healthier and the, the team kind of settling into stuff and that added chemistry and what that does for a team's confidence as well, being able to string together these wins. I think too, like there was a lot that was going on in that playoff game that the Bills had against the Bengals. Obviously a lot on the Bills' mind, but at the same moment when those two teams met on the field that day, the Bengals and where they were at and just the level of play from the beginning of the game, like that is what scares me because we've seen this Bills team kind of struggle to get going, especially offensively. And it's hard to beat a team when you struggle to score and they're coming out the gate red hot. Yeah, you know, the- I don't mean to cut you off, but again, we'll talk about the DeMar Hamlin and the the emotion because we asked Jordan Phillips about that. Um, The fast start and how you'll handle the emotions of this game. And Jordan being respectful, Phillips being a respectful guy, being like, DeMar's got to handle his things. We will handle it as well. We may not know until we get there. You kind of have a plan, all those things. Yeah. He goes, I'm more focused on a team that has kicked our ass the last two times. Like, there's all this other stuff that's going on. Brandon Bean said, too, you're human. You know what happened on that field the last time you were there. But there's a football game, and we're trying to win it, and we're trying to keep the main thing the main thing is kind of what he said. And then you have Jordan Phillips being like, yeah, they kicked their ass the last two times. Like, let's not forget about that. And before that, before the DeMar incident, Mike, that place was electric. That was a Monday night game in Cincinnati, and it was – there was so much chirping before the players even were fully introduced. Like the Bills players were like waiting at midfield as the Bengals were getting introduced. I was like, there's going to be a fight before this game starts. And you're right. Jordan Phillips is right. They kicked their ass. They kicked their ass twice. They've kicked their ass for eight straight quarters. And that's what I think getting off to a fast start to Jenna's point is important psychologically because if they throw the first punch again, it's like, oh, uh, here we go again. In my opinion. Yeah. I, um, I like the arrogance and cockiness that the Bengals have. Same. I think the bills could use a little bit of that. I I think Josh obviously has confidence in himself. Burrow says more of it, right? Because obviously Burrow thinks highly of himself. He should, he's a great player. I think Zach Taylor speaks with a confidence. I mean, he came out this week and he was like, we knew that um, San Francisco had won their last 11 at home. We knew Buffalo had only ever lost one home playoff game in their history. That motivates our guys. There's part of me that just, you got to be who you are. But I think that's why the Bengals have done well against the Chiefs too. Because, done well, you know, as well as you're going to do against them, you know, and fighting them every game comes down to a field goal with those two. Is they got that little cockiness and it works for them. I think they follow the lead. I'm not saying the bills aren't confident. 
Diggs has confidence. These guys know they can play. But I, I like that in the Bengals, and I think that's why people trust them in big spots. But do you think you have to be outwardly cocky? Like the Bills I, aren't outwardly cocky, but I still believe that they believe they can beat anyone that they line up against. They believe they can. You're right. The Bengals have be done it. Yes, done I agree. So I do you think, think that also, though, contributes to their yes. confidence and their 100%. outward? 100%. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying more. They've been there before. They have beaten the Chiefs yeah. in the playoffs to go to a Super Bowl. They have been within a drive of winning it all. Like they have that swagger and confidence because they've done it. Yeah. And, and they yeah. get and they get more of a pass because of those things. Like yep. when they start slow, they're like, well, they, you know, same thing with the Chiefs. Like, oh, the Chiefs offense doesn't look like it's going. Well, it will because they've done it for the last five years. That's where. I think Bills fans get upset, but like, why does things get, why did we get treated differently? Because those teams have done it. And once you've done it, it's a different ball game. But until you reach that point, you're always going to be treated a little differently. But I think that's why I'm not surprised that the Bills act the way they do in the media. And they're not as outwardly cocky because they know that they haven't done it. They can yeah. still have all the confidence in the world, but I guess I'm not surprised by how they show up for reporters and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think Burroughs had this since before he did it. He also won a national championship at LSU. Yeah. I but think Joe, that contributes like, as well. But but you're right. It is. It's funny because it's not this. They're so similar. I feel like in, in, in one way, Jenna, with Burrow and Allen. Burrow and Allen. But in different ways. Okay, Joe explain. has, so Joe has this quiet arrogance to him and, and Josh is more fiery, I feel like, and intense in that way. But, okay. you know, you have Burrow sitting there at press conferences being like our Super Bowl windows as long as I'm here. Like you're, you will never hear Josh say that. That's no. just not, that's just not who he is. So yeah. it is that different level. And it's also the fact of. Burrow says it with this baby face, goofy clothing, like outrageous apparel, and just is like, and says it with a straight face, like monotone, where you have Josh shows much more emotion. Burrow is, he's Joe Cool. Like, that's that's who he is. It, it, it's just unfazed a lot of the time. So where you know they what? both have that, that elite level of confidence, they do it in different ways. You know, one thing, Burrow, I don't think Burrow can pull off hoodie and sport coat. I remember seeing him at the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50 party when he was still at LSU. We were in Miami and he was wearing a leather jacket. And I was like, that guy does not lack confidence. <laughs> Last year, Mike did a story and had to explain why his name is Joe Shiesty. And I thought, here's Mike Catalana talking about Joe Shiesty. This is, this is the content that people come to Buffalo Plus for. Yeah. Hey, look, and when I say that, I'm I'm not, I think the Bills will get there. But I, I think you're right, Jenna. It needs to be, like, go in and win Sunday night. Yeah. That doesn't put you in the Super Bowl. It doesn't even get you in the playoffs. It doesn't do any of that other than we went to Cincinnati when they were playing their best, and we knocked them off. And this is the first time the Bills have been, I'm going to ask, you know, Dan, Dan's, you know, Uncle Dan, this first time they've been underdogs since when? Underdogs since they went to Kansas City 
in 2021. They won that game. And they won that game. That was the game with the weather delay, I believe. I don't remember that one with the weather delay. Emmanuel Sanders. Was that the first game after the AFC championship? Yes. Yeah, it was the thunder and lightning. Yes. That stopped the game. Yes. And then won again in 22. But wait a minute, were they... Were they not underdogs when they went to Kansas City last year? I don't think so, because that was the big thing about they can't believe Mahomes is an underdog. Underdog at, at home. home. Underdog. Yeah. 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 Well, that's about the Bengals or about the Chiefs. I'm just saying, is Jenna, I think the Bills look. They, you know, record-wise, they righted the ship a little bit, winning on Thursday, right? They got to five and three, but this game is huge not just in the standings not just with what the bills have coming up but head to head with the Bengals. yeah i will say i was thinking about brandon bean said yesterday at one point during his press conference like the team's at five and three i still believe in them they haven't been run out of the gym any of that and to me that stuck out because i'm like you've been good enough you haven't been great but Sunday is an opportunity. Like we talk so much about like, is this game a barometer or a measuring stick game or any of these things? But I think Sunday does give the opportunity to see, we've seen the bills play fine to good against the dolphins. They played great, but that seems like eons ago. So it's like, where is this team at right now? And you have a tough stretch of your schedule coming up. And Dan, I think Sunday really can indicate where this team needs to get better how they need to do it and then also like just where the mental i I feel like the the mentality of this team is at as well like can they go in and win a gritty game or can they do a track meet like where is where is the headspace of this offense at yeah it's a great question and for as much as i loved ken dorsey dressing up as brian dable for halloween and just calling a phenomenal game against the bucks we were driving home and I think it was Monday, Mike, you and I were talking about it. And then yeah. I was like, this is great. And Mike, you, you raised concerns about the fact of, and Sean McDermott did back in week, going into week seven, where he said, this is what teams make adjustments. Like, it's this, this is the cat and mouse game yeah. of defensive coordinators and offensive coordinators. And this is something that maybe was a little bit concerning dating back to last year, where the Bills got off to a pretty solid start. And then it's like, hey, by the way, teams are adjusting to what Ken Dorsey has done. Whether that was Josh Allen's shoulder, I don't write that comment in yet. I get it. There were a lot of things that factored into the second half offensive slump of the Bills. Some of that could be Ken Dorsey not making adjustments as to, hey, this is what we're going to do with Ken Dorsey. Teams making adjustments. Ken Dorsey not adjusting again. Now, we saw an adjustment. And for everybody that said the Bills offense was fine, what are you talking about? Look at the all 22. What are you talking about? The the numbers, Dan. (laughs) Hey, something they about changed EP- everything. Hey, the EPA. So for yeah. all the for all the all pro offensive coordinators that are sitting on their couch screaming for the Bills to go up tempo, to spread it out, to throw the ball more, they were right. And you want to know why? Because the Bills did it. Because yeah. they 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 literally scrapped everything that they had been doing the entire season and went back to Brian Dable's system, and it worked. Now to Mike's point, what do you do now? Now the Bengals saw you go up tempo. They saw you spread it out. They have seen you use Dalton Kincaid, and they've now seen where you use Dalton Kincaid. How do you now throw the counterpunch? 
Okay. They've seen it. You go back and forth. So where this offense is, Jenna, to your point, that's the big question is, can, can you have the 95 mile per hour fastball that we've always said Bean wants to stick to? It's Josh Allen. Yeah. What is your off-speed pitch off of that? How do you adjust? Because Lou Amarillo has dominated, has dominated you for these last two games. You need to throw a wrench into his game plan. Also, too, jumping off that, Mike, like the Bills still don't have an identity. And we're halfway through the season getting to that point. Like, is that a concern? The fact that we still don't know the identity of this team, considering how much football has been played? Yes. Um, but they've had moments. Look, they they have shown they can play well, even in the 12 personnel, right? You mentioned that Dolphins game. I mean, the offense was great. And they were really good in the Raiders game. And then they go to this with the up-tempo. I think in the long run, it's going to be good where you have a personality, which is we play smart, we play fast, we do this. But you, to my point about adjusting is that was a pretty substantial change that they made. And you put a lot of stuff on tape. So then the question is for them offensively, do you come into the game and wait to see how the Bengals are playing? Or do you do what Josh hinted at beforehand, which is was he said it to us a week leading to the game. Why don't we go out there and dictate? I'm, ex ex I'm paraphrasing here. So when you come into this game, you may already have some adjustments. There's things you know the Bengals are going to try to do. I want to see the Bills still be the aggressor. Yep. And that doesn't mean totally go back to what you just did or skip everything that just worked. But I want to be like, okay, Lou, see if you can match up with this. And we're going to, maybe there's plays in there where Josh looks like he's going to make the quick get rid of the ball throw and boom, he takes his shot down the field. There's counters off of what they've done. I don't want to see him wait for the Bengals defense. I want to see them be that team. So you're right. There's no steady identity to what they've had, but on the plus side, they have shown moments of greatness with this offense. They mm -hmm. just need to highlight the things they do well and be ready to adjust to those things, depending on what the defense ends up doing. I really want to see the secondary receivers step up again. I think that was such a key for this team against the Bucks, and it's something we've seen very inconsistently throughout the season and usually is the teller of whether this team wins or loses is how involved the other guys get. So that, to me, is something that definitely sticks yeah. out. Yeah, what's been really interesting about the Bengals um, is it has been the Jamar Chase show. Yeah. T. Higgins yeah. has not been healthy. You look yeah. at the numbers. He I mean, it is. Against, yeah. Yeah, he's averaging 90 yards, roughly 90 a game. And I, and I think the, you know, the, the closest guy to him, I got to look, is, I mean, it's three times the number per game. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify, too, we were, people have probably already commented in. First time the Bills have been underdogs in 27 straight games. The last time was the 2021 playoff game in Kansas City. So that was that was the last time they were underdogs. Wow. Yeah. Do you think that adds a little extra motivation? Oh yeah. Yeah. These the, you look for you look for any single thing to motivate you on this. Honestly, topic. what would motivate me the most is that they kicked my ass the last two times. I just remember I just remember Joe Mixon last year 
and him being like, we're the top dogs in the AFC and somebody's got to come and take it from us. And I was like, that's going to fire up the bills. And it didn't do Jack. So like they were just so much better, more physical, especially with an offensive line that wasn't good. The Bengals offensive line last year was very poor and they were just able to scheme up and play to their strengths. And to Mike's point, I couldn't agree more. And, and you're, you're, you talk about Josh Allen saying like, you know, maybe, maybe we got to find what we do and we dictate defenses that you got to play our style of game. And I think that that's what it is. Make defenses play base and beat you by going up tempo. Don't be worried about, well, this team does pretty well when they play base, screw it. You're the one that makes them play. Yeah. You may be good in your base defense. If we go no huddle and you can't sub and you can't do exotic blitzes, you still can't handle us. And That's what I just want to see. It's what we've talked about for years where I said, be the team that throws the first punch. Like if you're a boxer, I've always said it. If you're a boxer that throws big right hands and that's what your big uppercut shots, but you're like, well, the guy defends uppercuts. Well, well, he hasn't defended my uppercut. Like try and stop mine. Excuse me. Let's, let's get the information from the boxer in the group. Oh, me. Right. Idea. I mean, not well, but <laughs> I was so confused. I gotta I was like, have an outlet for some of my anger from you guys. <laughs> hey, by the way, I want to. I'm just making sure here. When you guys are referencing the last two times the Bengals have kicked their ass, are we talking yeah, the about the one that didn't? The one that didn't end. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a quarter. They came down the field. I, I mean, think I, they certainly set yeah, the tone in that. They did, but it's it's you know it's. It's like first drive stuff. I wouldn't give them too much credit for that. You don't need more credit from that because when they needed it the most, they dominated them in the playoff game in Buffalo. I remember thinking, what is the point of trying to get home field when you play like that? Well, that's true. Maybe they won't have to worry about home field this year. (laughs) I will say I'm, I'm curious to see what a Sean McDermott defense will do and how they will try to attack this offense. That to and, me is going to be interesting. Right. And, you know, Mixon's having a good year. Um, he is, yeah. Boyd is steady as can be. Um, their offensive line is much better. Um, they're playing with that confidence, but it really is. It's, it's right now, it's sort of the Bills in terms of Diggs and, and Jamar Chase just stand out as the by far number one guys. And and that's why I said it's a little different at the moment for the Bengals because of the way, but you're right. You know, what's he going to do? Are, are we going to see more of the three safeties on the field? I mean, they showed that I have, I see no reason to not be doing more of that this week. Um, and let's see, I don't, I don't know about Rasul Douglas, if he's going to get any time. I mean, He's got to learn the defense, at least whatever yeah. it is. But honestly, <laughs> I think he dresses for the game. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Why not? Yeah. He knows how to play zone. It's a little bit different, but in that case, but yeah. And look, come on, Vaughn. Like, these I was going to ask, what do you expect from Vaughn? I feel like, I feel like he was more impactful this last game, um, which yeah. is encouraging, but also you could say he was very, not impactful the weeks before. Um, but maybe I we were gonna say Lord. unimpactful, but I don't unimpactful. think that's the word. <laughs> I, I was trying to finagle my way around that. Um, but Dan, a little extra rest as well coming yep. off the mini buy. What do you want to see from Vaughn? Or do you have an expectation set for him? 
I still don't have too much of an expectation. Um, I think this game comes down to when I said last week that I still think the bills can be a top 10 defense. I think some people are like, there's no way and all these things. And like we saw Sean McDermott throw in the wrinkle of bringing Jordan Poyer to be a linebacker. And we all thought that would be maybe tight, you know, Taylor Rapp being that guy this year, but yeah. like hats off and, and credit to Sean McDermott for making that adjustment. And I think that that was Jordan Poyer's best game he's played this season. Yeah. Um, and that's where I still give Sean McDermott so much credit. And that's why I still have so much faith in this defense with all the injuries. Um, I know we talked about the end of the game and, and trying to push forward, but you saw what the difference that Ed Oliver can make. As of this moment, Ed Oliver is the Matt Milano of the Bills defense. He is the most important piece on the Bills defense. He not only, he used to kind of just be this pass rushing threat, like he could get after the quarterback. Right now, he's throwing offensive linemen into the backfield to stop the run. He, he is a massive part of everything they do. I don't know if Greg Rousseau is 100%. He just seems like he hasn't had the step the last few weeks. And, you know, AJ Vanessa had a sack at the end of the game. But I, I think Ed needs to be a guy that takes over this game. I don't think Vaughn is ready yet to be the guy that closes. Right now, the closer is Ed Oliver. And to see him, maybe the mini buy, you know, except he was playing, missed the week in New England. Team looked like crap. They come back, he short rest off the toe. And I just thought he dominated the game. So, yeah, looking to see more of that more than I am Vaughn. Whatever Vaughn can provide, it was good to see Vaughn at the end of the game against the Bucs. I know he had the full start, but again, against the Giants, he wasn't even on the field. Like, and against other teams, like he wasn't there in the closing moments. And yeah. Mike, you asked him in the locker room afterwards, like, what's it like in that moment? And he's like, <laughs> I made a career off this. We're like, we we're kind of talking about the general team. And he was just like, I made a career off sacks and that. And I'm, I'm frustrated because I'm not there, but I'm getting closer. So I hope this is another step in the right direction. I still just have tempered expectations for Vaughn much more for Ed and my camera. Like, is anybody else seeing this thing? Like, yeah, it, yeah, no, it's, it's, am I just crazy. animated? So is that I think why you have that uh, yes. automatic centering? Yeah. 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 Um, and you are not center. <laughs> hey, uh, I I'm looking for Vaughn to make a play, a play. Yeah. Like he, I think that's he, fair. He, that's it. It's kind of like bring the guy off the bench and have him hit the three run Homer. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm looking for. That's maybe what they need. It could come down to that at the end of the game. So I think that's going to be fun to see. I, I would say that I, I I would say that you heard Brandon Bean. We all were hearing him after the playoff loss. I think the Bengals just bug the crap out of the Bills. Yep. I think it's different. It plays differently than the Chiefs. The Chiefs yeah. are the Chiefs. It's Andy Reid. <clears throat> it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh. The Bengals sort of, you know, objects in the rearview mirror were closer, right? They just sort of passed by the Bills there in the Super Bowl. Like, what happened yeah. after the 13-second game? And then they beat the Chiefs again, or they gave, they went to the end with the Chiefs again. So I just think it bothers the heck out of them. I know it seems to bother Bean, and yeah. I would think all of them because – there's one thing when you say it's you and the Chiefs and they're the Chiefs. It's another thing when it's, yeah, it's the three, but it's really been the Chiefs and the Bengals. So, yeah. and I also think we've been cheated out of a Burrow and Allen game. I said that before about Mahomes, but, you know, one quarter of the one game and then the Bills didn't show up in the playoff game. So, 
be nice to see. Be fun to see those two go at it. If anybody's watching the YouTube, I'm struggling right now with my camera. Dance I'm going to just leave it alone. Can Can I just say this again? And I know we've hinted at it. Um, the podcast studio is right to my right. It's almost done. We need adult space to get this done. <laughs> it's my microphone. It's Dan's camera. It's Jenna, so crazy. It's my Jenna, brain. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, no, she's not. Okay. I'm Everybody not. Who she's God. not. Even in the videos you're at practice and people are like, Jenna, uh, no. no, she was yesterday just was a particularly bad day though for my brain. Yeah, it wasn't, like, it was it wasn't not, your best, Jenna. Wasn't your best, Jay. Was not my best for sure. Yeah, no. But yeah. I will say though, Mike, I uh, I love I would love to see the Josh Allen Joe Burrow. I, I would love to see that head to head. And we see these two offenses that are high flying. We've had the expectation of that actually be able to do that. I think that's what NFL fans obviously want to see. But also, too, I think my thought process going into this game, if I'm the Bills, is obviously you want to see where you stack up. I personally think that the Bengals will win this game. But I think how this game goes really sets the tone for the way you look at the rest of the season. And yeah. if you are able to go you know, punch for punch with this Bengals team and maybe you run out of punches at the end, all right, you can kind of recollect, figure out where you need to get better. But if it is a situation, Dan, where the Bills just don't have that, they're good but not good enough, I think that's when you really, if I were a fan, it's like you would hit the panic button because you see how the team has been struggling with average teams, let alone yeah. if you want to talk about the postseason. It's like you know the Bengals have the ability to get there, and we've seen them play well in that space. So it's like... All right, there's a lot on yeah. the line for the Sunday night game. And to me, it's to me, it's a test of the offense. It's a test of the offense. Yeah. Can you can you go up against another great offense? Um, and that's the, the point of Jenny talking about like if you lose this game, like there are no moral victories. There's no, oh, you're coming up close, but like I, I'm with you, Jenna. If they lose this game 35-32, I'm going, all right, get Rasul Douglas, get um, Linval Joseph, get these guys up to speed, you know, get, get some of these defensive figured out and get a healthy Von Miller at the end of the season. And I'd like my, I'd like a puncher's chance at it. Yeah. If they go and they, they, they lose 17 to 13, I'll be more concerned because this is, I, I, I want this offense to have some, some success against this Bengals defense. That that's what I'm looking for, especially in a hostile environment to go on the road and, and to put up Put up a good uh, another good yeah. performance to Look, stack off to stack off what you did at home against the Bucks. Yep. Well, they, this defense is playing well for Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, Hendrickson's Wilson, got yeah. eight sacks. Logan Wilson has ten interceptions in his career. They are forcing turnovers at a high Mikey rate. <laughs> Mike's Mikey stats right now. I got, the, but I mean, I'm looking what here. They, is that font in their four wins, In their four wins, they have had. 11 turnovers for the defense. Wow. It's right here, Jenna. <laughs> I, I can read it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's <laughs> 11 turnovers. That has made yeah. a huge difference. They're turning the ball over. It's a confident team. You know how you stop that confidence? You go punch them in the mouth. So 
We've yeah, seen I, the Bills give away a game to the Patriots. We've seen them lose a game they were in total control of against Zach Wilson and the Jets. You want to get things right? Go there and steal one in Cincinnati. That's you know what, what we need help, to do. And you know what helps a banged-up defense that's missing three all-pros? Score points. You know, score points early and make the Bengals one-dimensional. Bean talked about that again. Like, let these pass rushers get into – let them pin their ears back knowing Joe Burrow has to throw the ball. Like getting up and scoring the first touchdown is huge. And I know they won't do it, but if they win the coin toss, I would love to see them take the ball because that is what the Bengals did in that Monday night game uh, in Cincinnati. They won the toss and took the ball and marched right down the field. I think. Yeah. I keep calling for that. Win the toss and take the ball. They're not doing it. What? Where do you think the confidence level of this if of this Bills team is right now, Mike? Uh, okay, Option. on a scale scale of one to ten, mm -hmm. I would say it's a hopeful six. Ooh. Like I think they're saying, hey, we got yeah. some stuff going. They're confident as a team. Yeah. But they've had too many moments over the last five weeks, four weeks, whatever it's been, where they don't look like, I have to say it, they don't look like a playoff team at times, let alone a great team. But they've had other moments, certainly, you know, this past week where there was way more positives than negatives, where at least you're starting to feel it. And this has been the time over the last few years where they got hot. They, they better because they got a lot of tough games starting with this one. So I think it's not only a huge test for them and, and their confidence in how they play, but it's also a big, important game in the standings. By the way, what a day of football. You've I got know. the Chiefs and the and the uh, Dolphins, Dolphins in London or in Germany. Then I think it's the Ravens. It's a great game. Who the Ravens got? The Ravens. Oh, yeah. It's a one o'clock game. The Ravens. Because that's Seahawks? not a very. Ravens, Seahawks. Is it? Yeah. Then you've Wait. got Eagles, Cowboys well, at four. And then you got the Bills at night. Like that is a day to just, you know, grab some couch time and watch a lot of football. And, you know, if you're a Bills fan, you're rooting against a lot of people during the day. Hey, by the way, who are you rooting for? You're rooting for the Chiefs in that game, right? Yeah. Just got to be, gotta be yeah. rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I'm with you, Mike. A cautiously optimistic six, six and a half, maybe. Maybe they're trying to tell themselves that their confidence is, is an eight. But I think they need to go and, and and do it against again. Like I said last week, I was happy to see the offense and defense play as well as they did. Um, but it was the Bucks, Baker Mayfield. It was the Bucks. Like go go and do that against you know an AFC you know contender and send a message. Yep. I think that I think this would be you know not a, set the tone. This is set yeah, the tone a, time. It's not a it's not a benchmark necessarily total game, but this is a prove it that you figured something out game. Yeah. It's a but Jen, it's what I say. These games matter that way, but they matter tremendously in the standings. Yeah. They just do. It's head to head with the Bengals. The bills are ahead of the Bengals, right? What are the Bengals right. now? Yeah. Four and three, four and three. So you're, you're ahead of them. You win this game and maybe the dolphins get knocked off. All of a sudden you are in first place and you have a game and a half edge on the Bengals. I mean, that is, with all the tough games, everybody's got tough. There's a bunch of tough games left in the season for all the big teams, so. 
big game. All right. Anything, uh, anything else you gentlemen want to add? Mike, just, I think it's just, it's just the emotion of going back to Cincy. Yeah. I think that I, I think we can't yeah. not address that. I feel a little weird and I'm not playing in the game. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is going to be weird to go back to that field and to go back to that. And then again, players were asked about it. Um, DeMar wasn't at practice yesterday with flu like symptoms as we record this on Thursday morning, but just the fact of they've addressed it. Like, it's not like <laughs> Dane Jackson kind of was like, we have talked about the elephant in the room. Like, like we have talked about, like, we're not acting like this. Like DeMar didn't go into cardiac arrest on this field when we played here last time. But DeMar said like, Hey, like he's not going to play just, just to play him. Like if he does dress, which he's been inactive, it'll be a football decision, which is something that Sean McDermott was very clear right. about. It's why DeMar has been inactive for most of this season is because it's a football decision and they have three safeties, all of those things. But just a matter of you can prepare and Brandon Bean, like, like we said earlier, like you can prepare for all of these things. It, it's just going to be weird. It, it just is going to be and how you handle that. And like I said, it was so weird. Mike, remember when they, they started to like warm up for a second. Yeah. And you were like, wait, what? Yeah. And I think everybody would be, I think you'd be naive to think that like that doesn't play some factor. I know it's different. I know the Bengals have played on the field. I know the Bills have played on the Bills. DeMar's fine. Like all of those things, 100%. But I think you'd be naive to say that there's not going to be at least one moment. Maybe it's in pregame. Maybe that's when you get the jitters out of like, whoa, we walked off the field here and we didn't know if our teammate was going to live. Yeah. And then you get into the football game. I think there will, I think it will be a sense of normalcy. I just think it might take a second to get there. Yeah. And I also think it was funny. I was looking at your video from the game the other day and you know, DeMar was going through that and it was incredible. But DeMar, he said, I mean, he really has no recollection of what went on. Yeah. And, but I'm, you're looking at the faces of all of his teammates and that part, I think they'll get by, but you know, we say this all the time. These guys are human. Dan, you were right on the field. I'm in the building in general. It just impacts you. There's just time. So, um, I, I know DeMar's going to be there. He should be there whether he dresses or not. We'll see. But I think, it, I think there's going to be moments that they'll get past it. And then, Hey, these guys are also wired to when the play starts, they play football, which is Im yeah. impressive. And I think they'll be, I think they'll be fine with that, but it might just, as Dan said, take a minute. Yeah. I, I think there's gotta be acknowledgement. Like, I think it's important probably for the players just to take a moment. That way you can address it. Like that way the players can kind of take a moment to address what happened, like give their, their brain the space to like, not process, but also just like acknowledge the fact that they're back on the field where everything happened. And I think if you do that, then that kind of clears your head and yeah. you're able to look at it as, okay, this is a game. Like I gave this, this moment, the, the space it needed to, and I'm here to play football. That would be yeah. my approach. And the bill is yeah. also like, they have a sports psychologist on staff. Like yeah. they're very seemingly savvy with, with how to handle things of that nature. Yep. Yeah. And the outcome has been, it's a triumph. Right. It, it, it went from a yeah. tragedy to a triumph. I mean, again, stories could be written completely differently how this emotion would be. But the fact of the matter is, too, is that, Mike, to your point, which I think is great, Dane Jackson was the one that was like, DeMar apologized for putting his teammates through that. Remember that? Like, DeMar's yeah. like, yeah. I didn't have to go through it. Like, I didn't have to go through seeing a teammate, like, almost die on the field. He was the one. And so Dane, Dane was saying this week, he's like, 
yeah, he's like, he understands like we're the ones that went through it. Like we have to get over that because for Demar, it's a it's a different situation. And Jen, I know we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on the post practice one, but I just said I remember at training camp, it was the first oh, day that Demar yeah. had put on pads. Yeah, and he was so great talking about it. You know, getting back to normal life. And somebody asked him, like, does it feel normal again, like to be in pads? And I think it was Elena Getzenberg from ESPN <laughs> and DeMar's answer. And I still have it saved on my computer. But the fact of the matter is, is he said, there's no such thing as normal anymore. Yeah. Like, this football game is not going to be 100% normal because of what happened last year. Now, it may be normal by a certain point, but it ain't going to start out normal. That arriving back doesn't say... Stefan Diggs got in an Uber and went to a hospital. Like, yeah. like going back to the city of Cincinnati is not going to be normal. Like they go to New England or Miami all the time. Like they know this. It's going to be different. So it'll just be. Uh, I'm looking forward to going back to see the reception of the crowd because the crowd was electric at the start of that game. One of the coolest atmospheres that we never really got to talk about. Amazing atmosphere. Like that place. Maybe an older stadium. It's a cool stadium. And they do a great job, and that team is – those fans are passionate. Um, interesting to see how that how that response is. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. And Brandon Bean, I think, said it really well yesterday when he said um, there's a lot to be thankful for, obviously, DeMar's health, and there's a lot to be proud of, the fact that the CPR awareness and all, all the good that have, has come out of a situation. Um, I know Mike and I, we've been CPR certified after, you know, what we saw, all that stuff. So – um, I think it will be, there will be an emotional component. I don't expect it to take over, but I think it's Correct. important to acknowledge what happened. And I think the bills will do that. So, and that's obviously something that a lot of the reporters and media will also talk about in pregame and all that stuff. All right. Is Mike, is Mike frozen? Mike. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. All right. I'm going to well, do my Dan. Camera when impersonation. Mike, hey, when Mike doesn't talk for like 30 seconds, we all think I he's was, frozen. I was giving Jenna her space. She was making a good point. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, please be sure to like, comment your thoughts on this matchup and what you expect to see, as well as be sure to like and subscribe and share with friends. Check out the Buffalo Plus store. <laughs> com. Dan Fates is a clown. Um, if you order over $25, you get free shipping. So the holiday season is upon us. So if you have a, a friend or a family member that loves Buffalo Plus, we got merch. Um, and be sure to find this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all those spots. So for Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. Thank you so much for watching Buffalo Plus presented by Connors and Ferris.